What is up, friends? This conversation is a special one. It is with my friend Tasia, who makes music under the name Tezza Talks. And I did a previous episode with the producer for Tezza Talks. His name's Steven Trueba. And I mentioned in that episode that I'd be doing uh, a future episode with Tasia. And it's finally here. I'm so excited you to hear it. She is such a talented artist and has such a unique and beautiful perspective around art and life and just how everything is intertwined into being an artist and understanding your life and the universe from an artist's perspective. We go into her habits, some of the experiences she's gone through in life that have really shaped her perspective and her understanding of herself. And then for a little bit, we go into this term called 5D consciousness and a new earth, if you've heard it circulating around on the internet or in the spiritual community. Um, We just kind of give our perspectives on that and what we feel it means to us. Definitely check out her music on retailers, on Spotify, on Apple Music, which is linked in the show description, and give her a follow on Instagram because, like I said, her music is just so raw and resonates on such a high level of truth. It's so unique. It's a mix of kind of alternative and hip hop and electronic. And it is by far the music that I've personally connected with the most as being in an A&R position for the record label that I used to work for. I know you won't be disappointed if you check her music out. And I'm really excited for you to get a deeper understanding around her perspective in life because I have so much gratitude for it. I love you. Thanks for tuning in and have fun listening to this. like uh, Buddhist philosophy and just like mythology and different concepts within kind of the spiritual realm, how much Mm -hmm. that movie ties everything together. And then even in terms of like quantum, uh, like theories and and parallel realities and stuff. It's so cool just to like understand more and then look back at the movies that you kind of vibed with. And you're like, oh, that's why I connected with that and resonated with that so hard. And speaking of that, The same thing goes with your music and how I look back at that now and why I felt such a connection and resonated with it because of the way I feel like 
the perception and the perspective that you put into it and how you've created from a very like much deeper than the surface level of creation, you know, much more like the channel through the inner you and like who you are and, and using that process as a observation process as a almost like a healing and a learning process do i have is is that and uh, did i s- perceive that correctly is that kind of like how <laughs> how first you of, cre- first of all thank you um <laughs> thank you for your words and um having the courage to even speak on that perception because you know it's really hard uh being yourself nowadays Um, And I don't think it's hard because people don't know how to be. I think that there's so many other options you can choose to be. And I'm still in this place of trying to constantly ground myself to be able to channel those messages. And the music or making music has been the only way that I have I can 100% say I've authentically been myself. Uh, I don't know if it's because my my soul feels safe. I don't know if it's because I've created um, the perception or the idea that um, I am safe because I am hiding behind the music. Um, But I'd like to think it's because it is one of the most purest forms to articulate and communicate with everyone music is universal and it's meditative with uh the way that i um go go into it i i never really um have to think about what i'm going to say or maybe i should say i never have to think about the place in which i'm speaking from I may have to, you know, formulate different words to be better understood, but I never find myself trying to force out a melody or force out uh, the concept from which I'm speaking because that truly feels like uh, it's like I'm the last thing it has to do with, if that makes sense. Like, it, like I'm just, I'm just a vessel. <laughs> like, I'm just here, and hopefully, I am clearly getting, you know, the telephone message from the source, from the universe, from God, from whatever people pay respect to, so it can flow into me in the most um, understood way. Right. Wow. So that means that means a lot. Um, it means it means more than. Um, you probably could could ever really know uh, or maybe or maybe that's what this is it's it's because because you do but yeah um you are 100 percent spot on <laughs> oh, that's so i i love everything that you just said and like even like well so i'll i'll say it right now and i've just started kind of announcing this in podcast episodes and uh, i'll do more on my instagram but uh, I'm actually leaving my A and R position um, at the record label, and I am. Oh, that? <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you just now announcing this, or have you been announcing? I haven't this? announced it really to the public, and so like this will be uh, maybe oh. the third episode. Uh, two others they haven't come out yet, um, and where okay. I'm just kind of I'm poking, I'm creating the awareness around it. Um, But I was actually like excited to talk to you about it um, because 
I feel like it's that closing of a chapter and the starting of a new one. And so I'm really stepping in. Yeah, I'm really stepping into being of service in a healing uh, path and uh, working on creating um, a healing community and container with uh, fellow friends who are in the same space. And um, I'm really called to be able to work with people at a one-on-one and group level around all of the things that we're talking about around understanding creativity and grounding and clearing and aligning the channel and the instrument that is you to allow that source energy to move through you. And um, yeah, and so it's been really cool. And so that's another reason why it's so awesome that we're having this conversation right now at the end of this year, because working with you on that EP uh, and forming that relationship, like I still feel the connection to that music and to our working relationship and friendship that was created from that process. And I understand why now. And it's because of that resonant frequency that is put into it that I was connecting with on the other side. And so easy. Yeah. It's like, you don't know, but you do know it, it goes back to all of that. It came from truly uh, no one in that particular part of making the chaos. Uh, I feel like if I may say had their egos in it, mm-hmm. everyone just wanted the messages, the music to come through. And you were such a, I want to say a pirate, <laughs> uh, and you know, getting the gems, the treasure from us in in a way where it's like to share with others. Like you were relentlessly passionate, and that gave Stephen and I the courage to just be ourselves authentically. And we we till this day, you're one of the people who we come to as far as listening. Um, to make sure that we're tuned in to the right frequency. I mean, that's really so powerful. And the Trinity, you know, even speaking on that, the power of three and what uh, time we're in now, like the chaos, you know, it's, it's, it's birthed through, um, what is it? Universal darkness, like it has to exist and to have put it out, you know, what what, is it? four years now i'm, I'm so yeah, bad with, with i think so time. something four like years? That. Yeah, yeah 2016 four years and then now to be in the energy of four where we are coming into this new earth into this uh transformative energy it makes perfect sense that it is now to catching on because it's you know what i'm saying like i'm getting like chills from like, I have crazy about chill. About yeah but it's crazy like if, if that makes any sense oh <laughs> for sure I have full body chills right now and I knew that this conversation was going to be like this but literally 15 minutes before um we had this conversation and I'm working on creating like a brand and a name for this container in this community that I'm with the people that I'm creating it with I yeah. got the message of trinity um and 
<laughs> so right before we jumped on, I was researching Trinity and the symbols for Trinity and the different mm-hmm. things that make up Trinity. And so just like full, full synchronicity. It's so, so crazy. But like to what you said, I think the chaos represents that, um, that void that mm-hmm. everything is birthed from and that the, you know, the idea around the universe being created is that it started as the void. It started as the darkness. And from that void, the, the light is born essentially. And the, the, the big bang per se was, was created from that void and from that darkness. And so I think that's, that's so relevant to what we are all going through right now as a collective as well. And really seeing that shadow and that darkness and that chaos um, move its way up into our awareness in order to be healed and in order to be seen so that we, we know, we know that it's there and we can use it as a reflection to all of the chaos and shadow and darkness that is within the essence of our being within the essence of our soul and to know that the shadow and the darkness creates that depth that then allows the light to be even more powerful through that one exists without the other yeah exactly um Mm -hmm. and I just how you were talking about being the purest channel and even what you were saying about your song villains and about how that kind of embodied this whole polarity uh, between villain and hero and, and shadow and light and different things like that. And so it's like, do you feel like that happens a lot? Like you're, you're channeling this creativity this art this music and then when you look back in hindsight you're like oh whoa like that's that's what was coming through like i now understand that on a deeper level than when i was actually going through the process and that says something to you being out of your own way in the process which i think is huge but yeah do you feel like that happens a lot with your music where you kind of look back in hindsight and like whoa in a person (laughs) about there's it there's layers to it um because the reason why steven and i uh have i think worked together for so long is because we draw each other into a world that feels so familiar so when he's creating it's almost like i'm trying to interpret what the music means and I think it's vice versa as well. It feeds off of that. And that's what I'm uh, tapping into in, in its purest form. It's just letting it flow, letting whatever is there to be created. And nothing in this life is one dimensional, right? Like there are dimensions and levels to this. <laughs> so I am only getting or maybe existing in one realm of it at first in order to truly uh, say or say what I'm trying to get out. And once it's released into the world, I think that's when I can begin to understand and see the other reflections through others listening and others um, tuning into that vibration because it's energy. 
it, that's the only way. Like if I was on this rock by myself and I made music, I would never know the 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 deeper meaning behind it because I would only hear myself. But it's because of people like you. It's because of friends and family and fans and even outside listeners that get to tap in for the first time that I get to experience these other dimensions. And then when I choose to be present in it, I think it can evolve into something else, which continues the uh, the storytelling of the chaos, you know, or allows me to continue as uh, Tessa talks as authentically as I can. Yeah, absolutely. What came up for me as you were just saying that last part is the whole idea of uh, everybody being a reflection. And yeah. it, it makes me think of this quote from the movie Cloud Atlas. Um, I don't know if you've seen it. Oh my goodness, I had to watch that movie like six times. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> it's one of those movies you have to watch over and over and over again. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> one of the quotes in there is, um, to be is to be perceived. So to know thyself mm-hmm. is only possible through the eyes of the other. And mm-hmm. so that plays in even into like how our whole sense of self is developed as we grow up we need interaction in order with mm-hmm. others in order to perceive ourselves through their eyes um and so yeah. like that makes so much sense that then once you kind of channel that energy that is then labeled as art and music into the world <laughs> then that reflection back allows you to feel that that vibration and that that frequency that it's giving off yeah it's yeah. it's i've never really that's thought that's why the I've internet never, is so dangerous yeah seriously <laughs> and that's but why exciting at yeah, the same time yeah definitely and that's why like people who are very pure reflections shows you that mirrored possibility without kind of like all of the different things layered on top. But then also it gives you variety with everybody's different perspectives, giving you those different reflections back. And so I just, I've never even thought of it that way. It's making my head spin in circles. (laughs) Well, you, you, I mean, we, we, we talk about gifts, right? Or people being, being gifted. I truly think everyone has um, exponential gifts just brewing inside of them. But your position um, as an A&R, you are the biggest reflection for so many different faces that are trying to say the same thing. And your gift to properly know how to place people necessarily where not only they belong, but where they will best be heard and seen is powerful. You should be so full of joy that you have guided so much love and light and even chaos and art into the world for people to universally connect to and find a safe space for them to be heard and seen. So I'm not surprised at all that you are now evolving into this incredible um, spirit to be called to service. It, it just makes perfect sense like that. That was your um, 
what is it like college high school period and then now you're like graduating into you know because life is all about graduation right jesus Um, (laughs) so now you're like graduating into the world and it's like go forth everything that you have collected and done for so many people now teach you know that's that's so beautiful i'm like so proud of you i'm so grateful to have experienced um your guidance through this, that portion of of learning i think that's i think everything happens for a reason and it clearly has paid off um in more ways than seen well thank you i received mm-hmm. that and i feel the exact same way about you um it's been such a joy to watch the path unfold and exactly as you said it's it's an unfolding it's not this linear rising up it's it's mm-hmm. uh, i keep getting the analogy of like it's a it's a flower that blooms yeah. it's like it's the consciousness the the, exactly <laughs> the consciousness flower that is blooming into all of the different directions and all of the possibilities um and so like how when you say you're a channel and you get out of your own way, what does that mean to you? And so like my view on the creative process and kind of like the different dif- difference between being in your way and not being in your way, I think a lot of it is when people are so focused on a result or an outcome and then throughout the process they do everything they can to control that outcome that they perceive in their mind rather than focusing on the process and again letting things unfold as they're meant to unfold and so does does that resonate with you what are your what is your perspective around kind of being in your own way versus not being in your own way throughout the creative process well i'll say this first um i think it is in stages. Uh, When I first started creating music in a basement and it was just Steven and I, it was easier to get out of my way because I was very much still trying to heal. So I didn't even know that I was making things. I thought I was just expressing myself, releasing myself. So we accrued um, so many records that it was now like, well, what are you gonna do with this work? And when I released it, it stepped into another stage where it was like, okay, this is what is being um, reflected, uh, perceived. How do you feel about it? And I think at that point in my life, I really had to ask myself, am I doing this for them? Am I doing this for me? Or am I doing this because I genuinely feel like it's what I'm supposed to do? And when I finally came to the conclusion after probably a year of not really releasing anything, I think you kind of remember that period, I made the decision that I am doing this because it's truly what I'm supposed to do, which means therefore I trust what I am hearing, what I am receiving as messages and what I am experiencing. And not only do I trust it, I accept it. I accept that this is who I, who I am right now. And next thing I knew, the words, the melodies were flowing out again. And I was able to release and express. And here we are at this stage of my life. And it's interesting that you speak about um, being called uh, 
to service and you really have serviced throughout your whole life. This is just a different way to service. And I am very much in the same place. So I am just trying to be still and patient because there is so much moving within our energy field right now that is trying to make sense of what is going on that I feel like I have to trust that whatever is to come will come, but it's not going to be by me pulling it towards me or stating what it is. It's only going to be by letting the rest unravel. And then I will know again what I am supposed to say and put out. And the crazy thing is it may not be anything that people expect from me, but that's the thing about expectations, right? They only exist if you think that that's your bar to reach. And I'm trying to evolve higher. I'm not trying to reach for anything. So if that helps or makes sense as far as the the process of getting out of my own way, um, I I hope it does. I can uh, try to go in deeper, but. No, that was perfect. That was, I think, expectations. I think that is kind of the limiting uh factor that keeps people in their own way um yeah. and in cuz you're with expectations you're trying to control how things should be rather than accepting them as they are and yeah. all of the different fear and control mechanisms and safety mechanisms go into fulfilling those expectations and whether it be oh i released music that people like and therefore they expect this type of thing from me again or fear of judgment uh just really any of that i think that adds into those expectations and so how do you feel like that do you feel like that stemmed from your um i know that at this point music and personal life probably are fully intertwined but do you do you feel like (laughs) the habits and the philosophies and the healing that you adopted in your day-to-day personal life outside of the creative process have then helped flow into when you are sitting down to make music and you're able to then ground more and be still and, and release those expectations? Yeah, I truly believe that um, art imitates life and life imitates art. <laughs> and if we take a step back, we're in a museum of the world. Like we're just all walking around, flying around. I mean, it's unfortunate that we can't go places, but we're trying to make sense of the pieces that are in front of us. Um, And I am not perfect in a uh, way that allows me to, or maybe I shouldn't, should say this. I haven't mastered how to adjust myself to every picture I am shown. Sometimes I have to really live in it or experience it to understand where I'm at. And that will bring out maybe remnants of some shadow work that I didn't know that I still need to work on. And I'm starting to see through different um, people and teachers uh, that I'm uh, speaking to or um, 
respecting their uh, guidance and advisement that we're all kind of in that same classroom all the time. We're just maybe um, some of us have a quad, have studied more, have, have studied more to be able to be better prepared for when that picture in front of us changes. But we are all essentially doing the same thing. Yeah. And right now I'm, I'm definitely in front of a picture that, like I said, I haven't been here before and I am trying to do the best I can to properly understand and prepare myself for what is, what is changing. Yeah, absolutely. Handling, being comfortable in the uncomfortability, I guess, uh, in the uncertainty, really being able to accept the uncertainty. I think that perfectly explains that question too, because you're removing the expectations of what should be in in reality, in, in this physical 3D reality, just as the art and the channeling of that energy, that expectation is removed. And it's almost immersing yourself in the newness of every moment and every experience without trying to keep that grip of what should be tackled. Well, you know what's interesting now, if, if I may, um, because most of us are secluded or we are um, I don't want to use the word stuck, but we are in a, a new environment to where we are limited in where we can go and how we can exchange energy. We get uh, somewhat of a senseless routine um, or getting the same thing. And a lot of it is being um, channeled through the internet through, um, and when I mean channeled through, I mean, a lot of us are trying to communicate through the internet because we can't necessarily go where we want to or, um, explore like we, we used to. And I think about this every night before I go to sleep. Um, are, have, are we, are we getting smaller of a, uh, what is it like? Um, like tunnel vision, Mm -hmm. you know, are we getting in this tunnel vision where it's like, you know, at the end of the tunnel, you see the light, which is why we're all being forced to come into this more um, linear space uh, to communicate, or is it that that is the test to step outside of it and understand that it is it is a tool but the true um experience of it all is really when you are not tuned in or you're not you're not involved um and i only say that because i i love my fans i and i love communicating with people but one of the challenges through this year um as an artist that I've really had to accept and grow through is that I'm not able to share the energy that I do when I'm performing um, or in a room full of people. And I very much um, felt alive. Not that I I feel dead now, but um, I, I felt so alive. I was 
more aligned than ever with what I was supposed to do, you know, currently physically doing right now. Do you have any any thoughts on that, especially being, you know, someone who is using um, it as a platform to share your message and uh, create more and communicate more and connect more? Yeah, I, I love how you just put that, especially in terms of kind of like the test around the tunnel vision, um, because I think that the tunnel vision has always been there and it's being amplified um, because I believe that the tunnel vision happens when we are only focused externally. And when we're only putting that focus on outside, what's in our physical world, um, the interactions that we have, the, you know, going to work, the routines throughout the day, the experiences that you're having in person. And obviously that's one factor of the equation of living and, and having experiences and opening up awareness. But we've been so conditioned to overlook the awareness that can be created from going inside. And mm -hmm. so this is almost forcing us in a way. Um, I don't want to say force. Um, it's inviting us, I guess, yeah. to, <laughs> um, to really trust what the internal work can do to our field of awareness. Um, and like for me personally, since quarantine started back in uh, March, whenever it was, February, um, like I was telling you before we started recording, like feeling kind of catapulted into this just like dark yeah. void of like what on earth is going on. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I've had the most growth I've ever had in a period of my life um, from uh, March up until now. And it's the least I've ever gone out in my physical world and I've ever gone outside and I have been um, confined to the internet, but I've really opened up the question of just like, what type of awareness can come from going inside and continuing to go inside and to explore and to not in a way of, you know, um, like the whole idea of like spiritual bypass, which I have some feelings around it in general, but like, you know, kind of wanting to escape basically. And just yeah. like say, I, that's not really the way that I do it. I go inside and then come back out and say, how do I bridge this? How do I bridge this awareness into now this, this 3d matrix that we're in um, compared to the space and the ideas and the messages um, that I am encountering in my internal world because in reality, we do have an entire universe inside of mm. our being. It's encoded in our DNA and it takes our awareness and our will to explore that in a state of of trust and wonder and curiosity and then bring that back and bridge it into this this physical world and so i i think that by really amplifying the tunnel vision from the external showing us how 
the internet and different things create these kind of like bubbles of just like limitation around what we are seeing by saying, okay, well, what happens if we go to the other side? What happens if, if we turn around and we place that attention inward and we, we, we look at all of these different things, these, these past experiences, these traumas, these uh, ideas about myself that I've held on to, these ideas about myself that I don't even know that I'm holding on to. What are those? What, are, what kind of opening can that do? Um, and so I think that, and to what you were saying, life is art it it reflects art it's all a giant piece of art and when we can find that awareness internally we can see the the artwork playing out in the external world as well and it becomes that reflection in the external world that you are then finding internally mm, that's beautiful i definitely i loved what you said about bridging the gap because that spoke to the the feeling inside of me of where like I've never been here before and maybe this is what um the ancient uh ancestors ancestors or uh beings that were here before us were trying to do but because of the innocence of maybe what was being reflected it it was unable to it didn't need a bridge you know the internet has bridged so many gaps and the fact that like you said it's amplified in to where the tunnel vision is getting bigger i i can metaphorically make sense now of like running towards the light because it all has to it all has to be connected yeah there's no way that it cannot be but to realize that it is connected inside of you first goodness, the amount of influence and effect one can have when they truly understand that, that helped me so much when you, when you said that it made, um, I, I don't want to, I, I do have moments of, of guilt, you know, when you look at your, your phone and you're like, how long have I been on this thing? But it's really about, it's the diet of what you're feeding yourself. <laughs> I do that <laughs> all the time. I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, Ryan, you're literally just scrolling. Like you can't see anything on the screen. It's just moving. <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, it definitely feels a lot better when, you know, like you said, um, the work is starting with you first and you're able to bridge that gap and put it back out there for others to to cross over in whatever challenges they're you know going through in their lives or they're trying to transform or evolve into yeah absolutely i'm glad that that resonated with you and i you know i see that even being the potential that is created of that awareness in the internet and in because the internet's like this reflection of like the collective unconscious basically it's like this this area where it's just like everybody's thoughts and emotions and and ideas they're just like all it's like a it's like a soup it's just like all (laughs) swirling together and so that represents the collective unconscious too because you're getting streams of thoughts that are from the collective and they they're not yours you can choose what thoughts you're attaching to and so i think that's the same thing with the internet and kind of like the streams of consciousness that you can choose to put yourself in in the internet and so it's like you know the the 
one aspect of the internet with Instagram influencers. And I don't want to, I don't want to put that in a box. Actually, I don't want to say Instagram influencers. I mean, using Instagram and social media to uh, chase attention and validation and different mm-hmm. things like that. And like, and I, I don't think that that's a wrong thing. I don't judge anybody for that, but that is an out picturing of what's going on in the internal state. And so yeah. when that is looked at and awareness is created around it and that trauma, that conditioning is healed, then you're bringing that awareness back to the very same thing that was once being used for attention and validation, mm-hmm. you can bring that bridge back and then you're using that as a platform for vulnerability, as a platform for awareness, as a platform for ultimate connection and understanding and acceptance um, because mm-hmm. you've already found that within yourself. And I think that that happens a lot with music too. I think that uh, there's a lot of unhealed trauma with artists um and with people just in general everybody has has trauma but i don't think people realize how much that unhealed trauma and wounds are dictating the things that they are chasing or wanting out of the music they're making and the type of music and different things like that and so what you to what you said earlier how you went through this phase and then you really examined why, like, why, why am I doing this? Like, why do I feel so called to do this? Is it this thing? Is it this thing? Is it this? Like knowing the why I think is the most important thing that you can do for yourself and to gain clarity moving forward. Cause it's like the quote, when you know your why you can bear almost any how it's like, when you know your why you figure out how, and like, I don't even think, it would be a case where it's like, oh, artists or musicians like heal trauma and then all of a sudden they stop making music and they go do something else. It's like, no, I think that their music would get even more expansive and more, um, it would carry more of that frequency that you were talking about, that energy of, and maybe the type of music that they're making changes a little bit and different things like that. And so I think it's just like the knowing that the clarity on the path forward comes from inside it doesn't come from these external sources coming into you those can act as reflections but you have the understanding and the awareness and the answers like all within you that is the age of aquarius yep of what we're going into you know i one of um one of it is uh, know thyself and that's what's so scary for people but also why it's um so important for us to have this time yeah. We were moving so fast that th- there was no way that all of us collectively, because it's going to take all of us collectively to m- evolve um, conscious, to evolve consciously, uh, to have the space um, and the time to go within and and heal. You know, if we all did a um, meditation, a world meditation uh, for a day. My my goodness, the 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 what am I trying to say? The revel, revelations yeah. that would take place, and not only our individual waking lives, but 
collectively, we would probably know how to for sure last the next thousand years. I mean, not to say that we're ending anytime soon, but I think it would be a, a lot more clear because the channel would be clear yeah. between all of us, you know? Exactly. And it's almost like it's just the fear that distorts that clarity. And so it's like, mm-hmm. we're not ending, like nothing's ending. We're, we're just going into fa- new phases and new cycles. Again. Yeah, exactly. It's all beginnings. There's no... <laughs> There's no such thing as endings in the universe. It literally just goes forever. And, you know, I think that that's one of the um, very uh, abrasive ideas that is in a lot of people's awareness right now. And in the collective is the, you know, idea of of doomsday um, and, and things like that. And so I think that that's a big part of distortion that we're kind of in the middle of clearing and saying like wait well what what if i didn't what if that idea didn't exist in my mind like what then what would be forward Mm, you know uh and to bring it back full circle that is exactly what find me is about really a hundred percent that there's no rules there, uh, the simplification and our simplification in trying to make people understand it was taking on the biggest fear of of of, of assault is death. Yeah. You know, but uh, the way that I have been able to accept death into my life um, is knowing that it is a gift in me beginning again, and what, however, it comes to me is what it will be um so it's almost like i'm i'm asking for not and i know it may come across as um or it can be interpreted in in several ways but it's almost like i'm asking for this gift to come to me not because i deserve it but when i am ready for it and if you know people uh really just read the lyrics of find me from start to finish they'll be able to see um or they'll be able to understand hopefully that i am just as human in the beginning of it as when it ends you know until that experience um in my in my life uh happens and i i remember goodness there was this book um uh, the Tibetan way of dying, um, it keeps coming into my life. Now, I'm not going to sit here and say that I've read the whole entire thing. I've, I've read uh, certain parts of it, but it's a wonderful book. Um, if anyone is uh, struggling to understand uh, why we live and, and why we die, I'm not sure if this will give you a why, but it could give you a reason. <laughs> and um, especially recently losing one of my very, very dear best friends, my grandfather this past year, which was, I was prepared. I was prepared not for the death. I was prepared to rise in his death. It was a, a resurrection within me um, because he was such a huge part of my life. And the rebirth that came out of me from that chaotic feeling um exploded into a part of myself that I didn't realize I was keeping in a box deep within myself that nothing that anyone or I did, it it could get, it could get released. Um, So death is a gift. 
Um, and grieving is a part of part of that gift. Um, especially with what you have shared on Instagram. I, I know you have so much to, um, share and, and give to, to this as well. But, um, I definitely think that, I don't know if it will be the final, uh, lesson in letting go, but it definitely seems like a very important one in transitioning to our, um, next step consciously, you know, is in understanding, the process and the reason of the experience of death and dying. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing that. That really, mm-hmm. really hits home. Um, and absolute blessings and gratitude to your grandfather. Um, because <laughs> yeah, I, can, I can, I can tell that that relationship just absolutely lit up your life. Um, and was that like, your first close uh experience with death in a family or had that been something that you experienced uh back it, it before in your life uh my grandparents were pillars in my life okay. so uh the first um experience was my grandmother i uh, and then um now my grandfather very two different ways of dealing with it um resurrection one of the first records i ever released um was influenced or uh was written from my experience with my grandmother i was when i when i say i was in chaos i was in darkness i dealt with it in the most mindless way i could think of because i didn't understand what was going on i didn't want to accept death as a part of life and because of not allowing that to be truth i continuously died in a way in my life that i couldn't come back from i couldn't um be birthed out of and i think by the time i got to or now that I'm in this place, I'll say that, um, because it never gets easier, you just get stronger, right? Uh, I just knew for myself that I didn't want to revert to that mindless, um, chaotic uh, energy that I had truly understood and accepted that death is a part of life. So I was able to be resurrected from it to be rebirthed out of it and i think that's where the two uh deciding factors come into play because you know i have had friends where people have passed away and it has completely altered the course of their life but it hasn't necessarily uh, continued it it has altered it in a place where they are just in where that has become uh their whole experience and the light that is able to break through out of such a hurtful, painful place um, is showing you where you need to go, is showing you what you're supposed to see. I have this, this idea that when people die, the energy that fills their vessel is released back into the world. And the more that they put out 
um, or have done in their life, the more that they, uh, you know, accumulate. And um, that gives back in so many ways. And my grandfather was not just my grandfather. He was so many people's papas and he was so influential to the community and to life um, that I couldn't be sad when he passed, that I felt the energy not only released, but I received it and I accepted the gift of death and I knew exactly what now I needed to do with it and where I'm supposed to go by letting that light come in and show me the path, you know, find me, you know, there's no rules. Like that's, that's the whole, whole thing. We're only just maybe today years old. I realized in that record that was written like four years ago. So talk about knowing myself. It's definitely a journey and thankful for the music to be somewhat of a guide and thankful for people like you to feel the messages before maybe they're even understood yeah absolutely and i'd i i mean again with what we were talking about at the beginning like find me was the it's my personally my favorite song from the ep yeah it's 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 the one that is always on loop in in my head i'm absolutely having a listening party with the chaos ep tonight by the way because of this conversation uh, there will be some it's treasures yeah there will be some treasures that come out of that for sure um yeah. but yeah i mean i resonate so hard with what you just explained and that like death has definitely been a uh continuous lesson in my life a continuous experience my dad passed away when I was 10. And I think like what you said, that was kind of the first pillar that sent me down the, the um, disbelief path of death and of the trying to ignore that, you know, this is an inherent part of life and that there could be more to it than what my my small mind is trying to you know create around it and i say small by my my ego self my personality self and then um it was like three years ago i think um i was uh out in california when my grandma uh, passed away. And with my dad, it was very sudden. Um, and with my grandma, it was more of a kind of like a gradual path towards it. Like we knew the time was coming, but she actually passed away on my dad's birthday. Um, and, um, so seeing, being there and kind of witnessing her in her, uh, state of, uh, there were like dementia things going on and it was, that other side of the pillar and kind of realizing what you said about like the energy that is put out into the world is then what is kind of released into back into that collective when someone's physical body kind of it it passes and, and is gone and the the spirit kind of separates and so i really resonate with seeing the two sides of the spectrum from two different experiences with it and the place where i've been at over the last year is like 
seeing it as exactly how you said, seeing it as a gift, um, seeing it as um, just a, another place of rebirth. It's not an end by any means. Um, it is a closing of a chapter and an opening of a new one and really putting that trust in death and seeing it as like this, uh, you know, I call it like the final shadow, but not in a negative way. It is just from the shadow and the void births the light. And it's just another passage through into that next phase of, of the journey. And there isn't a day that goes by that I don't think um, and show gratitude for death the beautiful being the beautiful goddess that she is um and i think that that is such a major factor of distortion in people's lives and that fear of death kind of hangs on in in the back in the unconscious out of sight and is like when it's not accepted it's it's controlling things and it's it's pushing you towards things that you might not even realize that you're going towards and things that you're chasing and i think that you know that's the ultimate kind of i guess goal in understanding like spiritual philosophy is is that's that's like that's the fear that's the fear of being able to be accepted and coexist and coexist with it almost um and so like what do you feel like that's done for your uh creative process and your your Mm -hmm. channeling of of energy and do you feel like it's it's changed anything or yeah yeah um i think it's about to change everything uh for me because my especially with the last record that I released, I realized that I want to change the narrative of the universal language we know to be today, if that makes sense. I'll try to go into it, but um, words over time um, have evolved. You know, um, when we think of depression, for example, uh, there was an era of time where depression was, in fact, something that liberated us into our greatest expression. And now it it is something that uh, seems to keep us from our greatest uh, liberations. Um, And I'm trying to do that uh, with with music by using uh, things that have for so long been interpreted as one way and changing the narrative within how I am intentionally um, using it in uh, the con- concepts of, of, of records. And I think that's goodness before I get so excited about this topic that my brain starts going, firing up and I'm like make this point gotta make this point um but uh I I I really want to um challenge people because there's no way that I'm going to be able to make this all make sense in this one podcast but I want to be able to challenge people to truly consciously intellectually emotionally think differently because that is where we are only going to be able to 
believe what we essentially don't believe in. That is the only way we're going to um, make sense of magic. That is the only way we're going to be able to understand truly. Uh, and I'll, I'll say this, that is the only way we are going to start to allow every part of us inside of us to begin to operate and be and be utilized you spoke on how there is a universe within inside of us and if that's the case there's a universe within the universe that is within inside of us and so <laughs> yeah. on and so forth and so forth and to wrap your mind around that you would have to believe in yourself and right now we are in society that profits off of people um telling you what that looks but I say this so seriously that only you can do that. And I don't mean it in an egotistical way. I mean it in a way where it's, it's, it's like, oh man, it seems so, it seems so outside of me. Um, if you know how it works, you know how to live. And your body is, is a vessel. So pay, pay attention to it. it. It knows, listen, listen to the body, um, listen to your brain, your gut. It's not, it's not, it's not your mind. It, it's your gut. Um, uh, feeding, feeding yourself the, the right, the right diet. I mean, there's, it seems like it's a lot, but it's not, it's just you following that, uh, I word, the, your intuition, that yes. voice. And that is what I truly feel will begin to change the narrative of so many interpretations and, and, and laws and systems that we think we cannot exist without. We will surely find out that we can. I completely agree with you. I could not have said that any better myself. And like, what is a process for you or an understanding of uh, listening to that intuition, of being able to discern between the voice of the mind and the, uh, and, and the doubt and the fear versus the intuition and that knowing, that like the capital K knowing of like, no, like this is, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is, the, these are the signs that I'm supposed to follow? Like, have you gone through um, a process of uh, understanding how you can um, have more clarity around that intuition? Yeah, um, it, you know, when I was, let's just say when I was um, in, how do, how do I go about, because age is such a weird thing. Um, I just turned 30. And, and so it's that whole thing where it's like, you feel like you have to adult. Yeah. Um, but when you're younger, it seems like you know everything, right? But that's that's the, the funny part. You, you do because you're more in tune with your inner child to play. So it's for me, it's really just been about l not letting the voice of really the, the, the world where they tell you when you need to uh, become something else, uh, get in. 
my inner child i i mean i i don't know if you can kind of see my, my game room you can kind of see it um the listeners won't be able to but i have gone back into the world of of gaming i've gone back into the world of collecting i've just really accepted the things that have brought my um uh, uh material world uh some uh, validation in the things that I enjoyed, which have opened up a more authentic way to to kind of live and be, not allowing, not limiting myself to the things that uh, I think I'm supposed to do or 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 have. So whatever that makes sense, whatever your inner child is wanting, whatever it means to to play. Um, I have a I have a sister who's 15 years old. Um, she shows me every day and reminds me every day what it's like to just kind of not not necessarily care, but just be yeah just, just be. be yeah just be really like you're 15 we're in a pandemic like you gotta go to school online you just kind of gotta accept where you're at and she still wakes up um with a smile on her face just trying to exist in this life school that that we're in on this floating rock um so if that's anything that can then help yeah like play um and 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 allow yourself to not grow up, yeah. <laughs> uh, but to uh, evolve uh, in, inside. You're still that that kid that um you thought you wouldn't be able to be. Uh, if that if that makes any sense, yeah, definitely, <laughs> it, it absolutely does. And uh, I think it's different for each person. You know, each person absolutely. finds their own ways of doing it. But I I think that. I, I love what you said because it's about simplicity. It's about um, knowing what what lights that inner child up on a level of of wonder and fulfillment and and just being and you know like even just talking to your inner child, having a conversation. And, you know, I do that all the time. I'm like, Hey, Hey bud, how you doing? Like, I know it's been, it's been a hard day. I I'm sorry. I haven't given you as much attention. I'm here now. Like, you know, let's, let's talk, let me know how you're feeling. And it's like yeah. reparenting yourself almost. But I think that's where the treasure and the gold of healing lies because all of the things that happen internally all of the judgment all of the cries for attention are coming from that inner child are coming from that that aspect of you that didn't get seen when you were young that didn't get heard that did that felt abandoned in situations that whatever it is those are the cries that come out that's the anger that's the resentment those are uh the guilt the shame those are all the cries from the inner child asking like please like listen to me please pay attention to me and when you do and you do it in an observational nurturing compassionate empathetic way mm -hmm. you are you are nurturing that relationship with your inner child and you're creating that trust and then from mm -hmm. that trust creates you know like you said the the intuitive discernment around um just how to be how how to follow that path how to trust where your body is leading you how to trust where your where your gut 
is leading you. Um, and it's just a continuous process of learning to discern. And then sometimes, you know, I do this still, so like sometimes I pick fear and then I'm like, oh, well, now I know looking back in hindsight, that definitely was not my intuition talking. So now I know. Yeah. And I think it's just, it's really that, that continuous, uh, continuous process. So um, what I've seen you post on Instagram a couple times with the, uh, I can't remember if it was in like the location of the post or something like that, but you, you it said like 5D or like 5D ascension uh, or something um, like that. So like, what does that mean to you? Like, what do you, what do you feel like is, is happening right now based on the things that we've touched on in the conversation and age of Aquarius and different things like that? So what is, what does that, those, those terms mean to you? Um, we had days to speak. Uh, I think how I am interpreting it is in a way that can be understood is there was a veil and it gave us, it gave us a, a layer of ourselves that could exist in the realm of uh, vanity, of let's just let's just instead of listing what it what it did let's say what it, what i believe it didn't it wasn't um meant for spirit in the sense like it didn't it's not something that necessarily hurts spirit it's not something that um strengthens spirit but it wasn't for spirit it was more so for uh us to operate in our shadow and now that we're stepping into this 5d ascension and we are starting to see the veil lift um we are realizing that we cannot operate without spirit or, or we cannot last without spirit and we're asking for that uh i don't want to say mask but the the layer to now um, be spirit first. And for those that aren't um, spiritual, uh, a more, uh, let's just say layman's terms is, we think we have to follow the rules. We think we have to do the thing. We think we have to make so much we think we have to uh do the the what everybody else has essentially done in order to be the right human but 5d that no longer matters all that you are being asked of is to come as you are and to evolve in that because that is truth that is lights and that is so beautiful and so what i refer to as the new earth and i think our instinctual being is one of service is one of creation is one of art is one of love is one of light um is one of balance i uh, and that stepping forward will inevitably start to reflect our, our, our outside world and you will see people 
building communities instead of cities. You will see people building solutions instead of weapons for war. You will see people um, creating art instead of lines of where we can and cannot go. And that's that's what I believe is is to live in a, a 5D world or five uh, dimension, fifth dimensional realm. I just lit up as you were saying that. That literally was like bringing tears up to my eyes. That was so, so beautifully said. And I think that that concept of 5D New Earth Ascension is being thrown around a lot now. It's in a lot of people's um, stream of awareness. And so that was just so perfectly articulated. Um, And I think that that will help so many people understand that it's not this um, physical destruction and rebuilding. It's not all the, like, it's all of these different aspects, but it's what you said, it's coming as you are, it's being as you are, it's, it's honoring your uniqueness mm-hmm. and then reflecting that outwards and honoring everybody else's uniqueness. And that is mm-hmm. unity. That is unity consciousness. And that is, is the age of Aquarius and that is what we're going to and it's it's, it's so exciting it's so <laughs> crazy it's so crazy yeah. i'm so happy that we were able to talk about all of these beautiful things and catch up and it's just been so so amazing and i will absolutely link to all of your music all of your socials in the show description but why don't you let people know if there's anything soon coming up what kind of where they can find you on a on instagram and and yeah just really what they can expect from tasia and tezza talks as we move (laughs) forward into this new earth Oh man, um, thank you so much for having me and um, opening uh, the space to have this conversation. I, I'm so proud of again of what you're doing. I want to know so much more. I'm sure you'll talk more about it, but I am in your corner uh, for that as well. And as far as those that have taken the time to listen um, and connected to what we were speaking about. I can't personally tell you what's coming next, but I can tell you that it's beautiful um, because it involves all of us. And I am so excited to connect uh, with everyone through Source. And if you would like to connect sooner um, and further the conversation, everything is at Tezza Talks. Um, I am so excited to, reveal that Tezza Talks has always been a narrative for Tasia, me, and I feel like the age of Aquarius is going to allow people to see that more. Um, So I invite everyone to uh, become uh, and to accept uh, who they truly are, who you truly are, to the space of where we're going because it's okay and it's safe. Um, so yeah, <laughs> uh, can't wait. Keep rock and roll. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> this you. This is also great. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And, and thank you. Um, your 
words and your presence and your energy just mean so much. Um, and I am absolutely in your corner as well. Um, completely. And so, yes, so much gratitude for you, for this conversation, for this relationship. And I can't wait to see what unfolds from here. So thank you so much again for, for doing this. I know people are going to really resonate with the frequency of this conversation. So. So I hope. <laughs> <laughs>